Thank you for tuning in into the New Life Church Downtown Podcast. If you would like to get connected, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock or email us at downtown.podcast at newlifechurch.tv. Hey, good morning. How's everybody doing? Come on, y'all doing well? Y'all excited to be in the house of God this morning? Awesome, awesome. Anybody do any traveling yet this year? Anybody get out of town yet? I see a couple of y'all looking tan. You've been at the beach. I like it. Uh, my, my wife and I, we, we've gotten out of town a couple times here recently with some friends and just getting refreshed. And then who needs some refreshment after the past year that we've had? In Jesus' name. Uh, I started a new book that I really love, and a guy named John Tyson wrote it. Brilliant dude. And he said this. I want to give this to you. He said, rightly ordered hearts, listen to this, rightly ordered hearts leads to rightly ordered lives. Isn't that good? Rightly ordered hearts lead to rightly ordered lives. And you know, last week we talked about uh, how to stay close to God when you're doing well. Isn't that so difficult? How to stay close to God when you're doing well. And we got to stay thankful. We got to stay humble. We got to stay generous. We got to stay content. Amen. And, and, and this week, I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit, and we're going to get in the scripture here in a second, but I want to talk to you guys a little bit about some things that Callie and I do every year to just look at our lives and say, man, what has God been doing? What does God want to do? What are the healthy things in our lives? And what are the things that we need to grow in? And so go with me. I'm in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13. 13. If you got your Bible with you, let me see it. Come on, if you've got an electronic Bible, shine it at me. You already know. And we got it on the screens behind you. Uh, Matthew chapter 13, we're going to start in verse 24, and we're going to read through verse 30. Here's what it says. It says, he put, this is Jesus, put another parable before them, saying, the kingdom of, of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed. Everybody say good seed. Sowed good seed in his field. But my, while his men were sleeping, his enemy came in and sowed weeds among the wheat, and they went away. When the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also, and the servants of the master's house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good feed, seed in your field? How then does it have weeds? He said to them, The enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, Then what do you want us to do? Do you want us to gather them? He said, No, lest the gathering of the weeds, you root up the wheat along with them. and Let them grow together until the harvest. Look at this. Let them grow together until the harvest, and I'll tell the reapers, gather the weeds first, bind them up in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. This is the word of the Lord. I got a message titled, Good Fruit and Poisonous Roots. Let's pray and we're gonna jump into it. God, we thank you for your word. God, we thank you that it is powerful, it's effective, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. God, we pray that this morning you'd speak to us. Holy Spirit, we just honor you here. We ask that, that you'd speak into our lives. We, we give you free reign to speak to us this morning. Jesus, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for what you've done for us, the life that you lived. And Father, we honor you for orchestrating it and putting all these things together. It's the name of Jesus we pray. And all God's people said, come on, all God's people said, amen. Amen, amen Caleb, 20 minutes. I'll see you back here. Uh, you know, for, for the majority of us, agricultural sabotage is not something we're familiar with, amen? Anybody have some people coming and spreading weeds into your grass, right? I will kill you if you come and spread weeds into my grass. Uh, but, but maybe you've had something like this happen. Maybe when you were in school, somebody came by and the teacher asked a question, they whispered the wrong answer in your ear and you yelled it out uh, more than once. All right, that, that may have happened. 
to me. Uh, maybe you've been mispronouncing phrases your entire life, and, and you didn't realize it until someone corrected you. Let me give you guys a few. Uh, mind-bottling versus mind-boggling, all right? It's mind-boggling. Some of you guys just learned something. Uh, mobbing the floors. Uh, our, our very own Katerina Octorbeck. English as a sec- second language is difficult. Uh, she used to say mobbing the floors, not mopping the floors. Uh, it's, it's nip it in the bud, not nip it in the butt, right? Uh, moving on. Uh, I couldn't care less is the right way. I could, I could care less, right? It could be right, but we're saying it the wrong way, right? I couldn't care less is the right way to say it. Maybe this one, a little office deep track, spider face. She cut off her nose to spider face, right? It's spite her face. Uh, I've never said this before, but it's not, it's not flick someone off, it's flip someone off. In case, not that you were going to do it, but in case you were wondering the proper way to describe sin in someone else's life, uh, that, that is the way to do it. But listen to me, y'all. You can be doing something wrong for your entire life and not even realize it. I wonder how often we have things growing in our life that God doesn't want to have there but the enemy has it growing in our life. Y'all, if we don't routinely go through our life, take inventory of the things going on, what I've found is things can grow there that I never intended to grow. You know, for us, we, we may not experience agricultural sabotage, but it was common enough in the Roman Empire that they had specific laws, they had specific punishments for the crime of sowing a weed called darnel. Everybody say darnel into someone's wheat field. Here's the problem with darnel. Darnel looks exactly like wheat as it begins to grow. And the only time that you can recognize what it is is when it begins to flower. But there's complications. You can't just go in and start ripping the darnel out of the field because the roots become entangled with the healthy wheat. And so what you have to do is you have to wait for it to grow all the way up, and then you have to separate the poisonous darnel from the healthy wheat. Because if you do it too quickly, that poison will go into your wheat. It'll ruin the entire field. You'll listen, there are times in your life when you have to wait on the wisdom of God to remove unhealthy things from your life. In 2021, looking back at 2020, there were a lot of things growing in our fields. Amen? There were a lot of opportunities for us to try to figure out what's healthy, what's the way of God, what's the way of the world. Y'all, it was confusing. Can I get an amen somebody on that? Y'all, it was confusing to try to figure out what was going on there. But I want to let you guys in on something that Callie and I do every year and some of the ways that we kind of dealt with this past year and are looking forward towards the year to come. Y'all, we have a time right now, a season, I believe, this is going to be a grace season. This is going to be a season where we get to travel, we get to get away, we get to cook out, amen, all right? We get to grill, but it's also going to be a time to test fruit. It's also going to be a time to look and see what's been growing in your life. It's going to be a time to ask questions. It's going to be a time to review the year. It's going to be a time to ask God for fresh vision, amen? But just like in farming, there are these seasons of reaping and sowing and harvesting and separating. And so a few questions that I want to give to you to review your life. So number one, what's growing in your life? Write this down. What's growing in your life? I want to read back through some of the scripture for a second. We're going to dig into it. It says, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a man who sowed good seed in his field. 
But while he was sleeping, his enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat and went away. We just talked about that. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared also. The servants of the master of the house came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? And how does it have weeds? Look at this. Don't miss this. He said to them, an enemy has done this. An enemy. Everybody say an enemy. Listen, just because you have bad things growing in your life, it doesn't mean that you planted them. Y'all, there are two extremes in the Christian faith. Either we blame the devil for everything, and we don't take you know, ownership of the things that happen. You know, the devil made me keep doing these drugs. It's like, well, <laughs> he may have given you the idea, but you're the one who kept doing it, right? But sometimes we have thoughts, we have things come in, and if we don't test it, we don't know where it's come from. So my, my question for you is, what is growing in your life? Y'all, there is an enemy of your soul. And he doesn't just hate you, he hates everybody around you. He hates this whole world. He wants to th- see things be eaten up. He, he is trying to get unhealthy things to take root. So what grew in your life this year, and how can you tell what's healthy fruit versus what's a poisonous root? Y'all, the enemy might have plans, but God has plans also, amen? Galatians 6, 9, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time will what? We'll reap a harvest if we do not give up. So number one, what's growing in your life? Number two, what do you want to take with you into the season to come that's healthy? Let's talk about the healthy stuff first. What do you want to take with you into the season to come that's healthy? Remember he said this, an enemy has done this. So the servant said to him, do you want us to go and gather them? He said, no, lest in gathering the weeds you root up the wheat along with them. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time, I'll tell the reapers, gather the weeds first, bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into the barn, gather the healthy into the barn to keep you all. This is harvest time, I believe. I believe that this is harvest time for us as a culture, and so it's going to be time for us to start separating things out. Listen you're going to have things grow up in your life, some things that are poisonous. We've talked about that, some things that are healthy. But listen, it's not what sprouts up in your life that determines your direction. It's not what sprouts up. It's what you allow to flourish. It's not what sprouts up. It's what you allow to flourish. Here's what can get you, not knowing the difference between health and poison. So what's healthy? How do you know what's healthy? Did it build your faith? Did it strengthen your relationship with God? Like, is your heart closer to God because this thing is in your life? Remember, healthy hearts, rightly ordered hearts, lead to rightly ordered lives. Amen? Did it pull you closer to God? Did it pull you closer to God's people? Did it give you more faith for the church and what God's trying to do in the church? Did it move the kingdom of God forward? Listen, if we're patient and we wait, and we watch, all things are going to be shown what they are by the fruit that they produce. Amen? All things are going to be shown for what they are and the, the fruit they produce. It reminds me of uh, what one of the Pharisees said in Acts chapter 5. Look at this. This is talking about the early church. This is a big chunk, chunk of scripture, so buckle up, all right? Verse 33. It says, when they heard this, they were furious, and they wanted to put them, this is the early church, to death. But a Pharisee a teacher of the law who was honored by all the people stood up in the Sanhedrin. This is kind of the place of religious law. 
and ordered that the men be put outside for a little while. He's separating. He's saying, we got to cool things down. It's getting tense. Then he addressed the Sanhedrin, Sanhedrin. Men of Israel, consider carefully what you intend to do to these men. Some time ago, Theotis appeared, claiming to be someone, and about 400 men rallied to him. He got a movement going. But then he was killed, and all of his followers dispersed, and it came to nothing. After him, Judas the Galilean appeared in the days of the census and led a band of people in revolt. He too was killed, (laughs) and all his followers were, were scattered. Therefore, in the present case, I advise you, leave these men alone, let them go. Listen to this. For their purpose or activity, if their purpose or activity is of human origin, it will fail. But if it's from God, you will not be able to stop these men. You'll only find yourself fighting against God. Y'all, this past year, there were a lot of narratives. There were a lot of stories that were being pushed forth. Y'all, listen to me. As followers of Jesus, we have the greatest narrative that the world has ever heard. We have the greatest story that the world has ever heard. Right now, there's a narrative battle. Whoever has the best story wins the battle. Amen. Listen, this is our story, that God so loved the world, that he created it. He formed us. He loves you. He has loved you from the beginning of time. There's a devil who has hated you from the beginning. He tempted us. We fell. God created a people, and God's goal was to come himself as Jesus, to live a life that we could never live, to die a death that we deserve, so that we could be redeemed and come back into relationship with our creator, God. But here's the best part. That's amazing. The best part now is that God is renewing the earth through his people. That is you. That is me. That is the church of Jesus. And any movement that comes up that tries to teach justice and hope and grace and peace, but does not talk about the author of justice, of hope, of grace, and of peace, will fail every single time, but we are the people of God. We are the people of justice. We are the people of peace, and we've got to fight for these things. Amen? And as we walk with Jesus, we're going to see more and more of these amazing things come up. So here's what I want to ask you. What healthy things has God sprouted up in your life this year that you want to take forward with you? Maybe your heart broke this past year for people who are hurting. Yo, that's good. Take that with you. Maybe your heart broke for justice. Your heart broke for peace. Your your heart broke for the least of these. Take that with you. But there's also been narratives of self that have been destroying our culture. I want want to read a a quote to you, and this is hilarious, and it lights me on fire. It makes me so mad. (laughs) It says, the idolatry of self has gone so far. Listen to this. If you're on social media, you've seen this that people are able to speak of my truth without any hint of irony, (laughs) as if their perspective or preference somehow creates objective reality. What is that saying? That's saying that we cannot find objective truth within ourselves. We have to have the author of truth. We have to have the author, the one who put all of these things together to find truth. That is what God has provided for us in the person of Jesus through the leadership of the Holy Spirit and through the building and the founding of his church. These are the things that God wants to do. And y'all listen to me. Do not fall into, listen, I love you so much. Do not fall into this deconstructive narrative. I can't get all the way into this today, so you're going to have to keep coming back to hear more about this. Y'all, 
when we try to deconstruct absolute truth, we become the ultimate authority in our lives. How well does that work out for you? <laughs> when you were 15, you thought you were a genius. I did. I was a genius, all right? I was 15 years old. Then when I was 18, I realized I didn't know as much as I thought I did. And then, you know, that, that is the pattern that we will repeat through our lives from now until the end of time, unless we have God as our king, unless we have God as our guide, unless we have God as the one who, who's pointing us in the way forward. Amen? Are you all with me in that? Fruit that's produced will reveal the root that's at the base of it. And you have to be patient. And you have to watch for what's there. Listen, lemons don't grow from apple trees. In the same way, true love, true peace, true joy, true patience, true kindness, true goodness, true faithfulness, true gentleness, and true self-control only come from God. Amen? So number one, what's growing in your life? Number two, what do you want to take with you that's healthy fruit? Number three, what do you want to leave behind that's poisonous? Verse 30, it says, let them grow together until the harvest, and at the harvest time I'll tell the reapers, gather the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned, but then gather the wheat into my barn. Let's review this again. The fruit of God, the fruit of the Spirit, is true love, true joy, true peace, true patience, true kindness, true goodness, true faithfulness, true gentleness, and true self-control. Then here's the fruit of the enemy. Hatred, bitterness, discontentment, impatience, rudeness, flakiness, rough words, arrogance, pride, and a total lack of self-control, denying the clear standards of God. Y'all listen to me. Some of these things are going to grow up in your life from time to time. That is a reality, <laughs> all right? If you think that is never going to happen, you are going to be so disappointed, <laughs> going to happen. You don't have enough faith. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Impatience. If you're not impatient, I don't want to hang out with you because you have no self-awareness. Uh, there's a difference between, and we're not going to get all the way into this, but there, there's sanctification. This is the way that God grows us continually through our lives. There's justification. That's once and for all. That's what Jesus offers us. Amen. So how, how do you leave behind some of this unhealthy that stuff that grows up. You know, for me, I had a few chances this past year to, to really miss it. And Callie and I had to sit down and pray and talk through things. Y'all, I had some times where I was just getting bitter. You know, I, that, that's not really my bent. But I found myself getting bitter and getting untrusting, and asking a lot of questions. Questions are okay. But whenever the fruit of the enemy starts growing up in our lives. We've got to question it. We've got to figure out why it's there. And I remember one time I, I was with a group of people and I saw some people, I was in a church setting and I saw some people that just had their arms crossed. And it was like the bitterness, like you could just see it from a mile away. And I saw this other group of people and they were worshiping God. They had their hands raised and it was just this innocence. They were going through the same thing all the rest of us were going through. But they'd chosen stubborn hope over bitterness. And I just remember that moment the Spirit of God said, choose stubborn hope over bitterness every time. And so not that I aced it all the way up until that moment, just had a moment where it was like, you know what, I'm going to step forward. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to trust God. How do you get poisonous stuff out of your life? You keep showing up. You keep getting around the people of God. You keep looking towards the hope of God. 
And y'all, he's going to get this stuff out. Worship is one of the best ways. Here in a moment, we're going to take some time and worship. Some of you guys, you're going to lift your hands. And some of this poisonous stuff is just going to start breaking off your life. Because listen, when you have a true moment of praise, these things that the enemy's trying to attach you cannot stay on you. Amen. You know, this parable at its core is about the sovereignty and the goodness of God. Jesus is teaching in a way that only he can. Sometimes you're going to have things grow up in your life that are confusing, but if you trust him, you keep walking with him. Y'all listen to me. God has grown, okay? God can answer for himself. He is not intimidated by your questions. He is not intimidated by your doubts. He's saying, bring it. Bring me your questions. Bring me your doubts. The only time that we can make mistakes is when we quit bringing our doubts and our fears to him. We quit bringing those things to the foot of the cross. Y'all, God is good. He will answer. We can ask 10,000 questions and he'll give us 10,000 answers. Amen. I don't think that the point of this parable is that we should sit around judging everybody, right? Oh, you've got a darnal spirit on you. Just gave you a new religious word you can use. No. The point of this parable is have hope. God is so good. He's immeasurably good. He's immeasurably kind. And he's going to guide you and he is going to lead you. And listen, here's our part. We love We love God, we love the people around us, and we fight for innocence, amen? Amen. And so what's been growing in your life? What's the good things that you wanna take forward with you? Y'all talk to your spouse, talk to your friends about that. Hey, what are the poisonous things? Maybe God's showing you some of that stuff right now. You need to sit down with somebody, you need to pray. Maybe right now you can take it to God. And the last thing is what are you believing God for in this season to come? Y'all, our best days, everybody say best days, are in front of us as a church. Our best days are in front of us. There's crazy stuff happening in the culture, and our world is more desperate for answers, I believe, than it has ever been. The scripture says, be ready to give evidence for the hope that you found. Y'all, we are in a season where we're about to be able to give testimony, give evidence for the hope that we found. When the world goes crazy, y'all, the church is at its best. Amen. And so what do you believe in God for in the season to come for your friendship? your relationships, for your marriage, for your kids. Write those things down. Here in a moment, we're gonna go into worship. I want you to ask God, what are the things that we can believe for? What are the things that I can be holding on to? Because listen to me, the wonderful work of God will always outgrow the destructive plan of the enemy. You know, it talks about, in that scripture in Acts chapter five, about people who were killed, right? who were starting revolutions. When Jesus was nailed to the cross, the enemy thought it was done. But the enemy never knows the full plan of God, amen. Before Jesus, we were the descendants of Adam. He's the first man in, in, in the Bible. And we were marked by sin and we were marked by the fall. But in Jesus, we become the people of the resurrection. We become overcomers by the power of the blood of Jesus, by our testimony. We're no longer people of Adam marked by the fall, but we're the people of Jesus marked by the resurrection. We get to move forward in strength, and we get to move forward in hope. And we get to carry a power and authority way stronger than a nation 
but we get to be the people actually filled and indwelt with the Spirit of God. (laughs) Think about that. We're the people of Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, who get to walk with authority and power to break down strongholds, the things that the enemy wants to do. And we get to walk in hope, amen? So what are the areas that the devil's tried to get you to doubt that in your life? What are the areas where he's tempted you to fear, he's tempted you to walk away? Y'all, in time, just like the wheat in the field that the farmer planted, the good seed. We as the people of God will grow tall, will grow healthy, and clearly full of the ultimate mark of a follower of Jesus, and that's love. So what's the fruit that you want to take with you? What's the poisonous root that you want to leave behind? And what do you believe in God for in the year to come? Go ahead and stand your feet. We're going to go into a time of worship and prayer. I want to give you my prayer for us as a community, for us as a church. My prayer is that we'd be more committed to God than we have ever been. Amen. My prayer for you is that you'd be more committed. We as a church, that we'd be more committed to one another than we have ever been. And that we'd be more committed to the renewal of our world than we've ever been. Amen. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. Just want to say thank you for listening in. Uh, Our hope and our prayer is that this podcast equips you on your walk, your journey with Jesus. And so please like, subscribe, share, help us spread the word. We love you.